1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome, afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, smilehighsports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber the public, go to rmfp.com. We are seeing a lot of each other this week, aren't we? Yeah. Out at Broncos practice yesterday, out there again
2: today. This yep. was the last day of their voluntary veteran mini camp, voluntarily voluntary in quotes. Right. Even though there were there were some players who weren't there, almost all of them were, and uh, yeah, that this is the extra practice that you can have when you hire a new coach. Right, you're allowed an extra mini camp, an extra week of of, of off season work. This was basically the extra work this week. And what is next week? Next week is just back to OTAs, I believe, a uh, phase two of OTAs.
1: Phase two. Time now for the lead.
0: The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk.
1: Okay, so as you know, when I'm in the car, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio. I sample all the stations. And the shock and uh, bewilderment that the Broncos are bringing back Melvin Gordon is beyond puzzling to me. It really is. Uh, It's not as if Melvin Gordon ran for a couple hundred yards, scored a touchdown, and I carried the ball 15 times. He literally split the workload pretty much right down the middle with Javante Williams and had identical numbers with the exception of touchdowns. How anybody can honestly look at this and say, I don't understand this move, it's not a good move, it doesn't make any sense to me. You are a Melvin Gordon hater. I think that's the simplest way to put it.
2: I mean, here's a guy who had ton, 10 total touchdowns last year. 10. 10 total touchdowns the year before. By the way, Yeah. since the uh, 2010 season, and remember Melvin Gordon didn't break in the league until 2015. Right. Since the 2010 season, nobody has more 10 touchdown seasons than Melvin Gordon. If you got three other guys have as many, including Devontae Adams and Rob Gronkowski, no one has more. And he's still doing it. And, oh, by the way, the last two years... yards of carry, 4.5 yards of carry. Those are two of the three highest per carry averages that he's had in his seven-year career. career. He might be getting older, but he is not getting weaker as a running back. He's actually getting stronger.
1: I'll tell you who he reminds me of around here. And I understand he's had some inopportune fumbles. And every time he fumbles, and listen, when you fumble the ball, it's never a good situation to fumble the ball. I don't care when it is during the game. Mm Mm-hmm. He is starting to remind me of Curtis Martin. You look at Curtis Martin and go, yeah, he's good. He puts up some nice numbers. And then at the end of the year, like, he did what? And then you look at the end of his career and you say, he did what? Yeah. I think Curtis Martin is the fourth leading rusher in NFL history, something like that, top five. And I'm not suggesting that's Melvin Gordon. But if you look at his numbers and his production over the last three to five years. I'm not saying it's Derrick Henry, but it matches up pretty well, especially when it comes to touchdowns and per carry average. I mean, basically... You got it for $2.5 million. Yeah. This is a
2: guy who, um, over over 15 or 16 games, you can basically pencil him in for 1,100 or 1,200 yards from scrimmage.
1: And about 8 to 10 touchdowns. Right. And who doesn't want that? I mean, let's think about this for a second. I, th- this is the argument that I, I'll i hear a bunch of arguments. Number one, I thought we were going to go younger in the draft. Okay. Are well, you get
2: Younger, oh, yeah, but are you going to find better?
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, not only are you going to find better, but are you going <laughs> to find a rookie that rushes for 4.6 yards a carry and scores 10 touchdowns? Because I can tell you right now, <laughs> Javante Williams didn't, and everybody loves Javante Williams, as do I now. The only argument that I can actually swallow and I find to be palatable is, well, I think Javante Williams should be the starter. I actually agree with that. I agree that Javante Williams, instead of 50-50, I I said this to you last year, I'd like to see 55-45. I don't have a problem with that. 60-40, I don't have a problem with that. Bronco's running back room is a lot stronger. Javante Williams is great at breaking tackles. No reasonable person would argue that. I would like to see a higher workload for Javante Williams. And I'd rather see him have a higher workload with Melvin Gordon in the room and on the field than Mike Boone. All due respect to Mike Boone. Well, the
2: thing is, Mike Boone's about two hundred and five pounds. Melvin Gordon's two fifteen. Javante Williams is two twenty plus. And why that matters is, and we kind of saw, you know, you had the few years ago Philip Lindsay having uh, the bulk of the rushes, and he quickly wore down. What you need is somebody who, behind Javante Williams, who if something happens to Javante Williams, and we know that the running back attrition rate in this league is very high. If something happened to Javante Williams, you didn't have somebody who could be an every down back. You've, you now have that in Melvin Gordon. Oh, by the way, it's interesting to look at Nathaniel Hackett's career as an offensive coordinator, as a play caller in Buffalo and Jacksonville, and then as the OC in Green Bay. His entire time as an OC, with the exception of 21 games that he coached with Leonard Fournette, Nathaniel Hackett's tendency is a timeshare at running back.
1: Right, very, a one-two very,
2: punch. Right, and, and Justin Alton, Broncos' offensive coordinator, he pointed that last year. They had, you know, they, you know, they, they had, they had, they had two guys they could turn to in Green Bay. That's what I. That's what I think that he. What do you think he prefers? And it gives you options. You know, one thing we know about Melvin Gordon, he has better vision than Javante Williams.
1: No question. Javante's
2: better at breaking tackles. Melvin Gordon. Is better at reading the holes as they flash open and attacking, so he actually fits outside zone really well. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be some games where, let's say Javante Williams is the is the one uh, A of the one A one B running backs here. Some ga- games where Javante just doesn't have doesn't have the feel. You know he's he he's not fe- he's not feeling the holes. He's not he's not able to break tackles. He's not effective. Well, then you pivot to Melvin Gordon and see what he can do. Vice versa, if Gordon's having a tough day, you have options now.
1: Let's put something into perspective, and I am not a football expert by any means, but I can I can figure out things logically pretty well. A guy who breaks tackles, you know what that's code for? A guy who gets hit a lot. Guy gets hit a lot, mm-hmm. and guys who get hit a lot don't have great vision.
2: And they also wear down a little quicker because they're taking contact.
1: You only get so much tread on your tire in life as a running back. The more you get hit, the shorter your career. Mm -hmm. Unless you are a physical specimen, like a Derrick Henry, like a Eric Dickerson, Adrian Peterson right yeah
2: and there's some reason guys, why those are hall of fame caliber running backs
1: They're some the of best, those the best some of those guys are just freaks it is great that you can break tackles but i'd rather have a guy force a guy to miss a tackle than have a running back who breaks tackles because that just tells me he's getting hit a lot mm-hmm. one reason why melvin gordon's career has been so productive and has lasted as long as it has is because He's better at avoiding tackles. Look at the longevity of his career. He's been in the league how many years?
2: This is going to be year eight for him.
1: Year eight. Most running backs are done by then. Right. And what, what were his his first couple of years in the league? I believe he was injured early. But what was his yards per carry early on in his career?
2: First three years, 3.5, 3.9, 3.9. Keep going, keep going through that. Fourth year, 5.1. Mm-hmm. fifth year 3.8 dealt yeah. with some injuries that year right and then the last years were the Broncos 4.6 and 4.5 three of his four best seasons are in the last four years
1: interesting yeah and
2: how about touchdowns uh total touchdowns mm-hmm. zero as a rookie right 12 in his second year
1: are you talking are you including receiving we're including touchdowns?
2: receiving yes yeah 12 in his third year yep yeah. 14 in his fourth year right. nine in his fifth year 10 in his sixth year 10 in his seventh year
1: Ten in his seventh year, and he split carries. Uh huh. How many carries did he have last year? Uh two
2: hundred and three over sixteen games. Yeah, I mean that's basically that. That's about um uh, over sixteen games, two hundred three carries. That's about that he played. I mean that's that that's roughly uh thirteen a game.
1: But let's put something in perspective here and you know more about rosters and guys on teams than I do, is there a better, let's just say for the sake of argument, it is Javante Williams on the field first for every game this upcoming season, Mm -hmm. which technically speaking would make Melvin Gordon the backup. He might have more carries, the person who walks on the field first is considered the starter technically. Is that correct? Technically, yes. Kind of like Steph Curry hasn't started in the last four games, but he's still had, like in the last couple of games, over 30 minutes a game.
2: Like Javante Williams only started one game last year. Okay. He played all 17, started one. Melvin Gordon missed one.
1: So let's say, for the sake of argument, that Javante Williams starts all 17 games. Is there a better backup running back in the league than Melvin Gordon? No. Oh.
2: He's probably and he's probably better than half of the
1: current starters. Teamers in the league. So you have the best backup, so to put a bow on this, you have the best backup in the NFL. And if he was on other teams, he would start for over half of those teams. Yeah, I can see why you're so upset the Broncos brought him back. Doesn't make any sense. Let's put Javante out there more. Make him a bell cow for a guy who doesn't have the vision right now and gets hit all the time. And, oh, yeah, Melvin Gordon cost you $2.5 million, throw in some incentives. You're right. I'm wrong. It was a terrible move bringing him back.
2: love it when you get sarcastic like that. I mean, and on top of everything else, Melvin Gordon wants to be here. Could have gone to Baltimore. Yes, he
1: does. Just like Kareem Jackson. Yeah. wants to be here.
2: And Russell gone, Wilson
1: yeah. kind of does that. Especially yeah. the fact that Aaron Gordon and Russell Wilson have such a great relationship.
2: Well, yeah. Well, the other thing, yeah, they go back to Wisconsin. They now the funny thing is when they were teammates at Wisconsin, they crossed over for one year. Right. Melvin Gordon was buried. Melvin was buried on the depth chart. Yeah. He was because he wasn't. He was three years out from being the primary back because he was waiting on the depth chart behind Monte Ball. But it says a lot that Russ, big man on campus, Heisman Trophy contender, Melvin Gordon, third, fourth team back, right. got really tight that year.
1: Right. So it, says, like, it says a lot about Russell Wilson's leadership. Well, how, how, many teams, how many teams in NFL history can claim they have three running backs – all from the same school in which running is a primary option on offense for that school. Rondane, Monte Ball, Melvin Gordon. Coming up after the break, we couldn't see a new starting lineup tonight for the Golden State Warriors, and if it actually happens, oh boy, for the Nuggets. That's next. Yeah. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at MaceDenver at Eric Goodman you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. want to tell you about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. I worked with these guys a while back, and I could not have been any happier with the service, the quality of the product, which is Rudd, which is the best out there, and also I love the pricing because they gave me a great price. Now, with Colorado weather quickly changing, it's time to get your 30-point inspection with Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Make sure you beat the rush while it is still inexpensive. It's the only place that I would go to and I need to check this out, but I think they have over six to seven hundred five star Google reviews. Can you look that up for me, Mace. Okay. Just, just look up Mighty Plumbing, Heating and Air Google reviews. I think it might be over eight hundred at that point. You can't get three people in a room to agree on toppings for a pizza. More or less. How many people? I'm there. right. Hang on. I'm I'm there right now. How many people they have?
2: How many reviews they have? How many? F- yeah. Uh, it Five actually, star. It actually does not say on here right now. Maybe I'm looking in the wrong. I think oh, 820, 820. reviews. And the average, I don't have the Five. number. 4.9 is the average. 4.9 average for 820 reviews is insanely good.
1: MightyPH.com. Time now for the buzz. <laughs>
2: The Buzz
0: is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com.
2: When you look at the reviews, you can see, like, what are the positives, and what you see over are things like professionalism, punctuality, quality, responsiveness, value. You see professionalism a lot. I in wrote these, a review these as five well. five-star reviews.
1: I wrote a review as well, and basically uh-huh. I said the
2: same thing. They're fantastic. Yeah. Someone says, furnace broke down on a Sunday in the middle of the cold snap, and I was able to talk to a human to schedule a non-emergency appointment for Tuesday, Received text messages, keep me posted on technician's arrival, was informed about my options, but no high-pressure sales pitch, decided to repair instead of replace, highly recommend. That's another thing. Repair, replace, they won't give you the pressure. They'll, they'll lay it out for you and
1: allow you to make a prudent decision for you let's just call it a tuesday my hvac unit completely broke uh-huh. they were out at my house the next day yeah these are the reviews are incredible right yeah mightyph.com com. Yeah. okay with that <laughs> per nba insider shams sure Sh- Sh- yeah
2: by the way you ever see the lean on lean on me with a. Yes.
1: um Morgan Freeman Morgan
2: Freeman? Yeah. Well, there's a student in there Shams. Sam's. Shams. Right. And at, in my mind whenever I see Shams his first name, right. I just think I think of
1: Shams, I think Shams. Right. Shams Shams um, Sharania. There is a momentum now building for the Golden State Warriors starting Stephen Curry, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green. The death squad. This has been lethal against the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. Steve Kerr has been non-committal. but as Shams pointed out, there's momentum leading that way. How good do you feel about the Nuggets winning tonight if that is going to be their primary lineup? By the way, Andre Iguodala is out of this game. He's been battling injuries. This Mm -hmm. is his final year. Um, I don't have a lot of good things to say about Andre, considering when the Nuggets played the Warriors, many years ago i think it was like 2013 uh it came out that um, andre was actually lobbying the golden state warriors during that series to join them the following season so he's a punk but i digress that's actually
2: one thing they worry about in the college ranks with a transfer porter. now there there are some coaches who have said they don't want their players doing a handshake line with players right. on their team because you they slip have- them a note they feel like they're going to be lobbied Right. to transfer. Right. Anyway, well, I saw that yesterday, and I'm like, oh, my God, we are in a paranoid age.
1: Well, you do not have to worry about Duke players uh, lobbying anybody because they just walk right off the court.
2: And go straight to the first round.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, these guys haven't played together a lot. But when they have, they've been crazy effective. I think in game one, they played together for five total minutes. Mm -hmm. In game two, I believe they played together for a total of six minutes, and they had tremendous production. What is this game potentially going to look like if they spend 20 minutes on the court together? Ugly. Pain. I
2: knew you were going to go there.
1: Pain. Yeah.
2: It's going to be, yeah. The Nuggets don't have an answer for this. But to be fair, uh, as constituted right now no one else in the west has an answer for this i well, say as constituted right now because devin booker is not playing for the suns right but beyond a full strength suns nobody else nobody else in the west is a potential answer for this so it's it's not so bad that the nuggets can't answer it nobody can it's it's not an
1: <laughs> answer offensively it's an yeah. answer defensively yeah.
2: nobody n- nobody can deal with this. Devin, like I said, aside from a full strength zone, there's nobody in the West. Devin
1: Booker able. isn't a great defensive player. Chris Paul is, but they
2: can But they can counter it. They have enough. They have enough. They have enough balance to counter that. They're, that's that's the key thing. No, you. Not only do you have to have the defensive end, you've got to be. You've got to be able. Unless you are an all world defensive side, you got to be able to fight fire with fire.
1: So if you're Mike Malone, excuse me, Michael Malone, be careful with that. All right, that's why I corrected yeah. myself. How are you going to counter? (laughs) Are you going to go with a three-guard lineup? Are you going to go small? Or, as I suggested last week, you counter it by going Boogie and Jokic on the floor at the same time. You want to go small? Fine. We know you're going to hit some of your shots. They're lower percentage shots, and we're just going to pound you down low because you have no one to cover Jokic ha- and Boogie. I think
2: you have to because you can't fight.
1: You, you you got it. This is you got to zig when they're zagging. You you start Austin Rivers. Your backcourt to me mm-hmm. is Austin Rivers, best defensive mm-hmm. guy on the perimeter. Monte Morris, who is a hustler, he tries at least he tries, mm-hmm. and then you have Aaron Gordon, who here. We give Tim Conley a lot of credit, and rightfully so. We give Michael Malone a lot of credit, and rightfully so. I understand there have been injuries to Jamal Murray. Good defensive player, not great defensive player, if we're being completely honest. P.J. Dozier, he's a very good defensive player. He got injured, but if we're being completely honest, um, if you are depending on P.J. Dozier to win a title, then you've completely done your roster wrong. Or you're in the G League. Okay, exactly. That's where he came from. Yeah. What does it say currently about... The, I know there have been injuries, but what does it currently say about your roster construction when Andre Gordon, not Andre Gordon, when Aaron Gordon, your power forward is arguably your best perimeter defender? say... So, What does that say about your roster construction? It says you've got a hole, that you've you've committed a hole in your roster building. Right. And I understand Dozier is injured. I get that. You can make the case if you want to. Austin Rivers is a better perimeter defender. But when you have Aaron Gordon chasing around Steph Curry, Poole, Clay Thompson, then you don't have the right roster to beat these guys. What is Michael Malone supposed to do? Aaron Gordon's running around chasing these guys. He's your power forward. Well,
2: I mean, he's he, Michael Malone's asked to uh, to make a gourmet meal with, um, with the ingredients in the kitchen at your average McDonald's. And oh, by the way. You can pull off a meal that's edible, but you can't pull off a meal that's going to be five-star. And oh, by the way,
1: mm-hmm. we can talk about Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. not being mm-hmm. in the lineup. They're missing offense with these guys not playing. They're not missing these guys defensively, specifically Michael Porter Jr. You know, watching him play defense, the only thing he was missing was a red cape. <laughs> Jamal Murray, tough. I love that about him. He he makes a yeoman's effort to play defense and he's good at it. He's not great at it. But Aaron Gordon is out there chasing around guards. That should tell you something. Coming lack up, of options, right? I mean,
2: coming yeah, up after you don't the have, break, you
1: don't have anything else <laughs> coming up after the break. As you know, very rarely will I ask a good question at a press conference. Today was one of those days. However, we got an answer from the new special teams coordinator, Dwayne Stukes, and honestly, had me puzzled. And you and I walked out of practice today. And it kind of had you puzzled. We'll talk about it next.
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at STHMazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending?
0: Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure-buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com.
1: Yesterday, we talked about San Diego State punter Matt Ariza, who holds the Ariza. Ariza, Ariza. Well, if he he comes... Ariza, Ariza, Ariza. Exactly. Let's call the whole thing off. Well, you know what? How about Azaria? Let's call him that because of the terrific actor,
2: the voice actor from The Simpsons. Yes. There we
1: go. Uh, so we're going to call him. Uh, 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 what, what do we want to call him? Arisa. Ariza. Ariza. We should call. Him,
2: let's call him by his name.
1: Okay. Matt. Because I was
2: getting it wrong. I was saying Ariza,
1: but it's Ariza. Chenu. LaVisca Levi- Chenu. Chanel. Okay. See, I, All right. So, I've
2: gotten the French from my high school years out of me now. On there that, congratulations.
1: We go. Okay. Uh, so we talked about Matt. What is it? Ariza. Matt Ariza, who holds the record for average punting distance at over 51 yards. Nicknamed the punt god. Right. Hang time at roughly 4.8 to 5.0 lifetime. You love to put hang time on Twitter. Put that in perspective.
2: Uh, A good hang time in general is you're happy with anything north of about 4.3, 4.4.
1: And this guy's about 5.
2: 4.85, and he's av- the key is he's Ab- averaging right. that. This is, for most punters, 4.8, 4.9 is, wow, pretty exceptional. Ariza
1: averages that. I was reading a story about him today, actually a couple of stories, that generally speaking, when you're in punt formation, people hit the toilet, people hit the concession stands, People would stick around to watch this guy punt.
2: Some of his punts went viral, literally went viral on right. social media last year.
1: Okay, he had 18 punts of 60 yards or more. Last year, only one punter booted the ball 80 yards. He did it twice. I asked special teams coordinator Dwayne Stooks about him today.
0: I mean, I've watched him
1: just like everybody else. Again, our system is a little bit different. We're not... In our system, we're not just looking for a guy to bang the ball 50 yards, 60 yards deep. That's not what we're doing because when you punt the ball or kick the ball in the middle of the field, you give your opponent more ability to score, whether it's a kickoff return or punt return, right? We have certain rules in our system where we would prefer to put the ball or place the ball somewhere different. Again, that will show on film once we get to the preseason, et cetera. I don't want to
0: give away all of our secrets, but we, yes, to answer your question, I've watched them.
1: I mean, we have specialists here that can do the same thing, though. Right after he said that, that was the last question he took. Mm-hmm. You were standing right next to me, and I looked at you, and I said, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have that guy. He doesn't have that guy that can do that. Martin is a nice punter. He's an average
2: he's a he's a slightly above average punter in the NFL.
1: What were your thoughts when you heard what he said? To me, it wasn't the beginning. For you, it might be when it comes to directional kicking. I don't disagree with that at all. But it was the last comment. I understand that he's defending his guy. I get that. But he does not have that club in his bag as a special teams coach.
2: Yeah, the only right now, the, the only punter in the league who really uh, has the club in his bag where he can just, you're at your 20 yard line and he could flip the field and, and literally pull off a 60, a 65 yarder comfortably. The only one who has that club in his bag is Michael Dixon out in Seattle who literally earned MVP of a bowl game because of how good of a punter he was, he was the most impactful play player in a bowl game right before he got drafted by Seattle. There, if you let's say you've got fourth and ten at your own twenty-five, right? You can you know you can tell uh, Sam Martin, hey, uh, punt it to the right, punt it to the left, and uh, he'll punt it toward the sideline, li- eliminate a return, and it's probably about a net and a gross of uh, you know forty. 43, 42, 43
1: yards. That's his net, by the way. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking about Martin. His net is 42 yards.
2: Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Fine. What you can do with a riser, you can tell him to punt to a, to a direction. It's not like he can't learn it. Right. But tell Teach him... Teach him. Okay, punt to the right. You know it's probably going to go out of bounds, but just blast the hell out of it. Right. And he can uncork a... That's the thing. Like in terms of of the ball traveling through the air, especially here at elevation, he could uncork a 65 yarder, and okay, it goes out of bounds, say 10 or 15 yards back. That's still a net of 50 to 55 yards, right? And you've taken the return out of play, and and you flip the field. All of a sudden, you know, a a 42 yard punt from your own 25. You know, your opponent's starting at their uh at at their what 33 yard line? That's 34 yard line thereabouts. That's fine. Matt Ariza can, can go about 15, 15 yards beyond that and have the opponent starting inside their 20. And field position, having never been more important than it is right now, especially because it doesn't take much to get in field goal range anymore, that 15 yards can be the difference between three points and holding, and holding a team to a punt.
1: I understand he's backing his guys. It makes perfect sense to me. Then just come out and say it's George Payton's decision. Yes, I have seen this guy, and he is impressive. Leave it at that. Don't go out and say, we have guys who can do what he does. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. It was just like a a complete lack of self-awareness about what he said.
2: There are, and the thing is, I'm sorry, and I I know that he's probably thinking in terms of, oh, oh, well, it's about placement. Tom McMahon said a lot of the same things. Brock Olivo said a lot of the same things. Right. And I feel like they're too. You can't, it, I think you said it can't see the forest for the trees, right? Yep. Here you have a guy who's probably going to be the highest punter taken in 10 years. There's a reason for that. You had, there are good punters around the NFL. Arise is special for, in all likelihood, he is going to be an upgrade for almost any team that takes him. And I think it's short sighted to look at something and say, well, maybe he's not a good enough placement punter when placement punting can be taught, but you can't teach that blast of that boomer of a leg. I mean, there's going to be a time this year, believe it or not, the Broncos offense will not always march down the field. There will be a time that they go three and out deep in their own territory. Right. Mm -hmm. And you've got your, and you've got Sam Martin standing back in his own end zone. If you had Matt Ariza, you just tell him, Matt, kick the ever loving crap out of the ball. And you know what might happen is you might get a punt that travels far and then it bounces, and next thing you know, you're looking at some ridiculous number, right? That that has flipped the field. The best you're going to get with Sam Martin probably is a perfectly serviceable 45- to 50-yard punt that maybe has returned 10 yards and the opponent starting around midfield.
1: I I might be stretching this a bit, but I'd be curious to know your opinion. I know we need to hit a break. I said you, I think Devin Hester should be in the Hall of Fame.
2: You and I are... Are in complete agreement on this. I think he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer,
1: greatest returner I've ever seen. Is there truly a difference between a weapon on special teams like Devin Hester and potentially what we could get out of Matt Ariza?
2: Um, the difference is in how it happens because with Hester, it's that explosive return every now and again. I'll tell you,
1: he can score touchdowns. I think it happens. I think it
2: happens more consistently with Ariza. I think it's I, I think Ariza would end up over the course of a season, meaning four to five more yards of field position, punt after punt after punt. Right. And it's one of those things that it adds up, right? right? It accumulates. Um, with Marcus Jones, who was the best returner in this class, and another guy I really would like to see the Broncos take because he's a corner and he could project as a slot corner. And with Devin Hester, you're talking about the explosiveness, and it's kind of a, it's a high variance thing. With uh, with Matt Ariza, I think you're gonna you're gonna see over the course of the season that he means four or five yards of field, four or five yards of field position every time he boots, and it's gonna and it, and it and it like I
1: said, it'll accumulate and it'll make that team better. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it?
3: only two games in the NBA playoffs tonight. You guys already talked about the Nuggets Warriors matchup, also the Bulls and the Bucks. Chicago, one of the hottest teams to start the year. Could be headed to the offseason after tonight. We'll talk about that in an interesting trend with the first round as well. On the other side, right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
1: Looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale on your next project, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, want to tell you about a great new company I just discovered, Low T99. I've been taking testosterone for at least seven years, and I gotta tell you, it was expensive, it was inconvenient, but with low T99, it does everything for you. With that, I want to bring in my friend Thomas Lund. He is the marketing director for Low T99. How are you, my friend?
4: Eric, I'm good, my man. How are you?
1: I am great. How were you able to make this all-inclusive at such a great price, which is only $129 a month?
4: I'd like to say we're great negotiators (laughs) with the pharmacies that we get our medication from. But in all reality, we've modified the way that we approach testosterone and the way that we treat it everything's virtual it's all telehealth it's at your convenience we don't have a clinic you're not going to walk into some fancy clinic with chandeliers hanging from the ceiling that have cost tens of thousands of dollars we keep our costs low on all of our uh, staff and maintenance and everything which allows us to provide testosterone treatment to our patients at a very very affordable
1: price okay let's talk about that price because for those Mm -hmm. that are taking testosterone Uh, You get hit with, and in a lot of cases, insurance doesn't cover it. You get hit with the cost for the testosterone and the products as well, the needles, if that's what you want to call them, estrogen blockers, lab work. Comparatively, not talking about anybody specifically, how much money are you saving per year going with low T99 as opposed to someplace else?
4: You know, on average, so, you know, there's a competitor on the radio that I'm sure many of the people listening to this show hear every single day. Uh, we don't need to list names, but uh, they're, they're charging 250 a month for the exact same treatment that we are charging 129 a month for. Um, so if you want to look at it from a month-to-month perspective, you know, on average, patients are saving their $120 uh, a month over the course of the year you're saving upwards of 13 to fifteen hundred dollars 13 to fifteen hundred dollars
1: per year and i can tell you from firsthand experience uh, my order for the testosterone and all the supplies goes in i get it in a matter of days no more trips to the pharmacy don't need to go to the doctors anymore and i love the fact that that price includes that lab work because thomas that stuff can really add up and get really expensive can it
4: yeah, I mean, a complete hormone panel and the additional uh, labs that we check, about $275. Uh, and you're needing that done about five times a year. So, I mean, once again, we can do the math very simply there. It, it adds up. We charge 129 a month for all of that. There's no contract. There's no bait and switch. Give it a try. If you hate it, which I've never met anyone that does, but if you hate it, you can opt out free of charge. You're not locked in for any set period of time other than 30 days.
1: Okay, uh, Mace, so we have Chad from Greenfields on all the time, and mm-hmm. he always likes to talk about his San Francisco Giants and the San Francisco 49ers. Thomas is a Minnesota guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Thomas, how are you feeling <laughs> after that Timberwolves game yesterday?
4: <laughs> oh, man, you are just poking the bear here, Eric. I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's promising to see a young team that the Wolves have um, make a good little run here. I, I don't think they have what it takes to go the full uh, distance, but nonetheless, it's exciting and promising for Minnesota to see uh, their team in the playoffs again. It's been too long.
1: Let's say it's the Avs in the wild in the Stanley oh. Cup playoffs. How are you feeling about that?
4: <laughs> I think it's the Avs year to, to make a run. Um, I have to come to reality with that.
1: Okay, just checking. They stay
4: healthy, it's theirs.
1: If people want to go with Low-T99, and they should, remember, $129 per month. That includes your supplies, your testosterone, all of your lab work as well. Everything is telehealth. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. You don't have to go to the doctor. How do people get a hold of you?
4: The easiest and best way to do it is just go to lowt 99com We have a Low-T quiz right there on our main page. Um, go ahead, take the quiz. On average, Over 90% of our patients that check off three or more on that low-T quiz, unfortunately, have low testosterone. The results will go to me. I'll give you a call, shoot you an email. We'll chat if it's the right fit. We can get you in for blood work at your convenience at a location close to you. It's simple as that to start.
1: LowT99.com. LowT99.com. Thomas, have a great game, uh, great game, great day, and hope you have a great game in Game 6 against the Grizzlies. See you, pal.
4: As do we. Thank you so much. I appreciate you.
1: All right, late, Thomas. Time now for the final word. The
4: final word. Are you
0: ready? Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at
1: themckenziefirm.com. By the way, Mace, uh clearly Chad listening to the show from Greenfields just texted me the Giants are in first place in the National League West. Okay, this wasn't your segment, Chad. Now let's go to Just In Case You Missed It. Hey, maybe we missed that the Giants were in first place. Now we didn't miss it.
0: Just In Case You Missed It. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville. Colorado Springs, and now open in their new
3: store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. I believe that Giants moving into first place is probably a product of the Diamondbacks just beating the Dodgers uh, a little while ago. So, tough loss for the Dodgers. Just in case you missed it, only two games in the NBA playoffs this evening. 5:30 p.m. Mountain Time, the Bulls at the Bucks, and then after that one, the Nuggets and Warriors. As both the Bulls and the Nuggets are hoping to stay alive. Unfortunately, for Chicago, who trails 3-1, they will be without Alex Caruso and Zach Levine in game five. They had a really hot start to the year, not a great finish to the year, and it's looking like the defending champs are gonna send them into the offseason. The Bucks could be the third. Eastern Conference team to advance to the second round. While no Western Conference series have been decided as of this moment, uh, 10 games separated number one and number eight in the East, while the number eight Pelicans in the West were 28 games back of the first place Suns. uh, What do you make of that disparity coming into the playoffs, how it's looking now, and do you think the NBA champion will come out of the Eastern or Western Conference? Well,
2: I think the Milwaukee Bucks even though you can tip your cap to the Miami Heat, I think the Bucks, when they are on and they are fully engaged, are the best team in the East. Their thing was, as we discussed, they were in season-long load management mode yeah. because they played deep into July and they turned around and saw multiple players go play in the Olympics last summer in Tokyo. So, effectively, you you could see, kind of watching them this year, how they were using guys, what they were doing rotationally, that they were... They were very much keeping it in third gear at times. When the Bucks are in fifth gear, they're—I don't think anybody else in the East can match them. And I think, I think if they'd had a normal season uh, and had not been playing into July and some guys playing into August because of the Olympics, I think the Bucks would have won the East comfortably and had a 58, 59
1: wins. You know, you just brought something up that makes me want to go to something else, and I'm going to ask both of you guys. So just in case you missed, you talked about the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Do you think it'd be fun if the NBA changed its all-star format just for one year? Mm -hmm. The United States against the world. I'd love it. Jokic, Giannis, Doncic, all starting for the world team, Mm -hmm. and then you'd have your U.S. players. I'd I'd love it. I think it uh, it might be a little bit of a comeuppance for the Americans. I think that would be the highest-rated All-Star game yeah. in the history of All-Star games, and it would be must-watch television.
2: Not just here, I think globally as well. Yeah, I think the global audience would be would be insane for that.
1: Which by, is what the NBA thinks about anyway. By the way, you can also throw Joel Embiid on that international team. Uh-huh. Yep.
3: Didn't they do something similar to, to that in the Rising Stars Challenge a couple years ago? Wasn't it Team USA versus Team World? they did in the rising stars it's different to the rising stars for sure. than for the
2: actual all-star game though i mean the, the rising stars i mean is watched by a fraction of the audience right i think the the actual look the, the actual all-star game frankly it's uninteresting there's a lot of there's a lot of, of of big plays but there's a lot of how shall we say um less than vigorous effort <laughs> i mean think about this for a
1: second the two best big men in basketball are jokic and Embiid. Giannis is 6'11, uh, maybe seven feet, and that's your front line mm-hmm. with, with Doncic, a monster of a point guard. Yeah. I think the U.S. gets trashed if they left those guys out there for mm-hmm. them for, six, for 40 minutes. Something to think about. Yeah. I'm going to call Adam myself. You do that. Yeah. I have his number. We we saw each other at Shul, which I don't think any of you guys know what that word even means. But we saw each other. We saw each other at Shul. Oh, you know the, I don't know what that is. No. Do you know what Shul is? i guessing it's a Jewish thing. It's temple or synagogue.
2: I, I mean, it's not. I, I know what, like, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what sitting shiva is. I yes,
1: didn't... well, totally different. Yeah. So I was with Adam at Shul on Saturday morning. We had some bagels and cream cheese and some lox before we went. And then we had a nice walk home because we don't drive or use our phones on the Sabbath. Okay, Linda Richmond. That was, uh, no, this is Linda Richmond with Coffee Talk. Talk amongst yourselves. Where's Barbara? If I'm going to talk like this, then I could be anybody from Brooklyn, New York. (laughs) Linda Goldstein. That was Mountain High Appliance. Well, I'm Jewish. (laughs) That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them, sales staff, as good as anybody. When you make a purchase like that, you want to work with somebody who's going to point you in the right direction, get you what you need. And I can promise you, you're going to get a deal at Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Littleton, Louisville Outlet Center in Denver, where they have ec- exceptional deals at the appliance center in in the outlet center. What do we have coming up next, on Mace? I'm I'm uh, I'm you, gonna let out of a shrine. All
2: right. Well, I'll tell you what we got coming up next. We're gonna talk about I We're gonna talk about Bradley Chubb, and we're gonna talk about the Broncos looking at edge rusher in the draft, which, by the way, is probably the deepest position in this draft. Is Bradley Chubb's contract situation connected to a search for eggs rusher? What I don't the Broncos know. Do, I don't
1: know. I can't wait. Look we'll, amongst
2: yourselves. We'll tell you on the other side after and drive a good and mason.
1: Don't